Hi, and welcome to Jacques Talk. My name is Stephanie Jacques, and I am the host of these conversations. Today's episode, we are discussing what is at stake in this 2020 election. And I have a returning guest, Emily Brown, joining me. And we just get real for a half an hour. So take a seat or go on a walk and listen in. Thanks, y'all. There we go. So Emily is joining us. Da, 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 da. literally in my shower right now <laughs> hiding from my child <laughs> I handed my niece to my sister and I was like um the air quality isn't good for a baby so she can't oh, be out oh my gosh because um, it's not good for a baby you're this in your shower like, you have good acoustics yeah I mean it's it's really glamorous too it's just I mean real life <laughs> real life it's what it is. 2020 nothing shocks me anymore and no. nothing shocks me oh kids kids yeah yeah oh, the other one went back you. to school yesterday um oh. so yeah so that's been an interesting um journey that? so my uh, my kid goes to a school that's been really mindful about kind of protocols and things so they took the suggestions from the harvard school of public health and have done everything on their checklist in terms of making air quality safe um, primarily their day is outside. So like five of the seven hours, they're in an exterior structure that was built. Um, so I feel as good as I can feel about sending them back to school. Um, yeah. Well, that's, I, think, yeah. I mean, I guess there's, there's always risks, but there's risks yeah. in anything as long as the, the school is acknowledging that there's a pandemic. I think that's mm -hmm. where like my issue with, with some of the places in the South, I'm like, do you guys know there's a pandemic and you should like have a few protocols for for children yeah let them in like because you want your kids to be safe and you want them to continue to learn and to grow and to and to not fall behind on their like milestones yeah but you also want to realize like let's let's look at science and if there's a way to do it and other countries have done it let's follow what other countries are are doing so that mm -hmm. we can get our kids back i'm still confused why bars are open and schools aren't i'm just well and i don't know how most public schools are going to be able to do it because just from a staffing uh standpoint and then also the fact that you don't have in a lot of areas the exterior space or the exterior conditions to allow mm -hmm. for school to continue into the winter months um it, it's going to be really tough our, our kid goes to a school where the ratio was already about 12 to 1 Okay. Um, so it was already a really small community. There's only about 50 families. Um, so they made us sign, you know, something saying we would only do low risk activities. And, you know, if a slight inconvenience means my kid can go back to school, we're like, yeah, we'll stay home for the rest of yeah. the year, you know? But well, it's, I wish, it's hard. I wish more people were like you because in, in Nashville, I'm looking and like they just reopened party buses for downtown. And I'm like, the schools aren't open and kids should be able to go to school, but you can't have, there's no way to have both. Mm -hmm. And eventually it is going to be winter. And mm -hmm. while Nashville doesn't get huge amounts of snow, it does get cold and icy and kids can't just be outside. Mm -hmm. So the chances of having to close down because of infection risk because you're inside 
why don't we get them in sooner? So okay. it's just, I'm like, you're taking money over the growth of, of children. And that saddens me. And I understand because our government hasn't done a ton to help businesses. Um, but they should. They should be helping the businesses so they can stay closed. Or just realize that businesses are going to close because it's a pandemic. Yeah, I mean, having a major shutdown early on could just not be. Complete shutdown. That you would be able to catch up. Yeah. And school might go a little longer into next summer, but like you'd be able to do it. But Americans, humans as a whole have a hard time, but America is so about individuality mm -hmm. that we won't do things for the collective. Yeah. Like even how other countries are realizing their flu is not as strong this year because they've been wearing masks. I'm like, for just that, can people wear masks in America? Like, even just yeah. for that knowledge, wouldn't that make you want to wear a mask so that our flu epidemic is less? No kidding. I mean, it's pretty amazing that, like, our kids, who usually are, like, little Petri dishes and sick, just constant sniffles and whatever, you know, they haven't been sick in six months because we're obsessive about masks and hand washing and things like that. And so it's mm -hmm. like, you know, it, it doesn't take much to see that it has an effect. Yeah, it's, I've, I've come to a place with people because people are like, you, you just don't like Trump or you just don't like that president. I'm like, I, and I'm like, I don't, um, but I'm like, I'm telling you what I do like. I like safety. I like quality. I like people admitting that climate change is real. Like I, so instead of telling you all the things I don't like, I'm going to tell you what I do like and look at those people that supports the things I do like and vote for them because yeah and they can be on a, a variety of places on the spectrum you know I mean they can, they can be republicans or independents or libertarians you know particularly on the local level I definitely have voted people that are not straight blue ticket because of particular issues that impact our day-to-day -day that I think that are important mm -hmm. um, you don't have to be so closed-minded as to say I'm never going to vote for somebody who's not aligning a hundred percent with my, you know, progressive mm -hmm. needs, because sometimes you do have to take a, a short run, um, risk with somebody who, who's different because not all Republicans don't believe in climate change. Not That's all Democrats are super progressive. I mean, look at our ticket. I mean, it's, you know, I, mean, it, I know I, I laugh when, um, when people go, that Biden is so progressive. And I'm like, you guys, we have one of the most central tickets. Like, if you're a Republican, like, this is your gem. Like, you're getting yes. a prize because yeah. this yeah. is so far from progressive. I'll take it. Yeah. I will take it. I wear the t shirt. <laughs> I love Harris. But as a progressive Democrat, I'm like, that is not my choice. That no, wasn't my first that. choice. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, but. I'll take what I need to get to where I need to go. Yeah. Even in Nashville, like we have a Democratic uh, mayor who I don't love because mm -hmm. he's not um, aggressive enough for me. Mm -hmm. But I look and I go, our governor is Lee. So I'm going to take what I can get on the local level and I'm going to vote. But if there was a Republican that held the values that I needed to get the job done and like wanted to work with the police, I would vote for them. Like I'm not somebody that's against looking at other avenues to, to vote. 
I mean, ultimately, that's kind of where why we're where we're at right now, because we have so many Republicans who refuse to acknowledge that the other side may actually align better with their their needs and their their positions, because Trump is not really a Republican. I mean, he, he is in some regard, um, but, it, you know, you can't be so stalwart in that position because otherwise you really get these extreme, scary mm-hmm. people in office. And it's it's just frightening. I've been having some good conversations with friends that are Republicans who who are are choosing to vote Democrat this year because they're like, I just need to have a sense of normalcy and something that I can count on. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't agree with everything Biden or like Harris do, but I also know their history and know I can work with them. Like they'll work with people. And yeah because they're not as extreme as they're being marketed to be from sides. Like they're, they're not extreme candidates. Harris is a little bit more extreme, like a little bit more than Biden, but, but we're, we're, they're not AOC. Like we're not, we're not. And I, I don't think we could have an AOC right now. I love her. I just don't think you can go from one extreme to another extreme. I think then we'd go back to another Trump in four years. And I'm like, I just want our country to heal. But even today, I posted on my Facebook about the California fires because yesterday the whole sky was orange mm-hmm. and it was dark. And people went straight. People we went to school with went straight to like, well, it's the, it's the Democrats' fault that they, they do this and that. And I was like, you guys, both political parties have not listened to indigenous people. So we don't need to make climate change an issue that's like, well, if we get Republicans, they're going to fix it. Or if we get Democrats, they're going to fix it. We could just sit and go, what candidates believe in climate change? Mm-hmm. If you're a Republican and you believe in climate change, I'm going to listen to you. You have my ear. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, you don't, you, are a, you don't believe in climate change, but you're a Republican. So I'm going to only vote you because I'm mad at the Democrats. Like, we can't have this tit for tat yeah. while our country burns. I mean, ultimately, our our binary system is really kind of running its course, I think. Um, We're seeing in in real time how two choices, two parties, where you have to fall into two boxes and thinking that their voice really does not matter. Um, Mm -hmm. Except in like a revolutionary time where you do somehow get, like when Obama was elected, you had this really big wave of people who felt like their voice was going to be heard and you saw a greater voter turnout. Yeah. Um, if you don't think that your voice matters, I can understand why you don't want to vote, particularly when it's made difficult. So if you have to go stand in line for two hours to vote and you think it doesn't count, yeah, you're never gonna get that. <laughs> you're never gonna yeah. win and, that. And this year, standing in line in a pandemic for two yeah. hours or three hours, yeah. and they're making mail-in voting hard. Like in Tennessee, we... I couldn't request an absentee ballot because of COVID. Mm -hmm. I was able to request one because I'm not in California right now. I mean, I'm not in Tennessee right now. I'm in California. But I'm like, so you also can't drop off your mail-in ballot. Mm -hmm. Like, so you have to mail it back. Like, Mm -hmm. they make it so difficult to to do it safely. And I'm voting there because my vote has a little bit more power than it does in California, but it's still not much. It's not a swing state. Like yeah. I'm not in Carolina or 
a state that's going to make or break us on the national level. It will help me in the on the local level. Mm-hmm. Like we can make some serious changes to the way things are funded. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really hard to get that energy that we had when Obama was elected. And I think we are we're starting to get it, but also because of the pandemic and because everything's so separate and isolated, we don't have that surge mm-hmm. of people. I hope people are wanting to vote, but it's a lot of talk. We have one, we have really low voter turnout. It's absurd. especially I mean, amongst people under 40. Yeah, and Trump won not because of who voted for him, but he voted because of the people who didn't vote at all. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the registered voters who didn't turn out in 16 are what pretty much handed him uh, the election. Um, mm-hmm. We also have very low voter registration. So on all levels, we're not where we really need to be. Um, mm-hmm. But ultimately, with, because of the electoral college and because of swing states, um, it's just another way that people feel unequal. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like someone in Ohio is more important than me because their vote matters. Mm-hmm. So it, there are so many layers and complexities to our system that are meant to make people feel in, not valuable. And it's, mm-hmm. it's not okay. Um, but that's, I mean, those are huge systemic changes that are not going to happen overnight, but they are really important and revolutionary changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will change the way that our country is run. And create equality. Mm-hmm. Because as I was watching, and I've seen what people have been doing and, and our president has been doing, and he's been kind of working the law and order route, but he's also been talking a little bit to black voters. And I was talking to my dad about it. He's like, he just needs to peel off a few in certain states that either don't vote or vote for him. And he wins that county. Like he's worked, like they're working on county by county. Like that shouldn't be how our election works. We should not have our president because one county, he was able to get the vote corrected there and get, win that county. I'm like, it's so precise. But I also am like, on this other side, I need you to make promises. I need you to be a little more revolutionary in the fact that our country is not working. And as a Democrat, I'm like, I want you to, to tell me what you're going to do. And start taking the vote for granted. It's not a given. It's not an absolute that people of color vote Democrat. Mm -mm. It's, it shouldn't be, it just shouldn't be taken for granted because that's that way for a long time. It's not fair. It's not, it's not right that you can make a very lackluster promise that you're possibly not even going to keep and that's enough to keep a hold on this voting block Mm -hmm. Um, you know another that's one thing that's that's very frustrating and i think um hopefully hillary learned her her lesson from the election what good that does i don't know now but you know taking for granted um the rust belt and thinking that automatically michigan and wisconsin and um, all those upper midwest states were going to go blue and and turns out you know that's was a huge it's a key loss um, but and you know other voting blocks really need to have many revolutions within themselves too i mean white women have got to stop voting against their self-interest yeah um, in the same way that black voters have to stop voting democrat and then when things don't 
change and, and help those communities continuing to go back to that table. I mean, I, I, we have to hold leaders accountable for the things they say that they're going to do. And we have to hold them accountable to listening to the communities to even know what promises they should be making. Mm -hmm. I was very happy that Biden picked Harris for many reasons. There was an op-ed that was out that um, the black community was saying, you need to pick a woman as your running mate. And you really need to pick a black woman because we help get you elected. Mm -hmm. Like we are the reason black. In general, black women help get everything done. Doesn't everything. matter what. And I'm like, so can you give us something? And it's not like the candidate, we weren't saying pick somebody that's less than somebody else. Like Harris is extremely qualified to be president. So I'm like, I'll take her as, yeah. as president. But I was like, you please do not pick another old white man mm -hmm. for this time. Yeah. And I'm not saying anything against white men, but what this country needs is to be able to see the people in power look like the people that are not in power. Yeah. So I, I need to see somebody that's biracial, who is mm -hmm. smart and educated, who is standing for the things that I believe in up there, mm -hmm. because that will inspire me to do more and it will inspire the next generation to register to vote. Yeah. It also will <laughs> tell people that you're not like, I know some people that are like, I can't vote that because like, like she's a woman and she's just too young to be, to be the president if something happened. And I was like, you guys, you can be young and be powerful and smart. And mm -hmm. so you're just not going to vote. Like, and then I've had friends that say, I'm not going to vote because I don't want, because he's not doing enough. I'm like, I, yeah. I agree. Not enough is being done. Do not hold your vote. Right. Your vote, we worked really hard to get, yeah. especially if you're black. Go vote. Like, Which is ironic because right now I'm like too much is being done. The president needs to slow down because every day there's some new crisis that he's created or. I feel like he's doing it on purpose to just. It's exhausting. It's that exhausting. we are exhausted by the time the election comes. Yeah. And he's in what he says about. I'm so upset that he is, he is trying to get white women. So wanting. I'm so upset the way he's doing it which is so racially fueled in fear to yeah. make people scared of black people being in the suburbs because we're criminals. Yeah, it's, and it's we're, so let's get those white women to vote. And I'm like, and, and so many are falling for it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I grew up in the suburbs. Yeah. I'm sorry, they're not dangerous. And black people mm -hmm. moving in isn't making it dangerous. And no, that's making it fair. Yeah, perpetuating that lie is just, it's not appropriate in 2020 to be talking about dangers that people who don't look like you might create or cause mm -hmm. or participate in because we are, we're all human. We all have the same propensity for violence and danger. And um, it, it's just gross. It's and, really And I would say in the suburbs, I'm probably more fearful of, of white upper middle class men than I am any other person up in there. Like they're the ones that commit more of the crimes. They do more of, of the drug dealing. They And they pay less of a price for it when they get yeah. caught. So yeah. how are we telling white men 
that they're, you know, our judicial system is a whole other, that's another reason that I really like Kamala a lot because she has insight into the judicial system. Yes. Um, so while she does get a lot of, of flack that we've talked about before, um, just by nature of the job that she had to, to um, kind of carry out under a certain parameters, the fact that she understands the flaws because she's been in the offices um, that she has, I think is really important because that's an enormous problem that is really affecting a disproportionate amount of people of color. It is, I was doing a, a research on like Jim Crow laws and things like that and the private prisons because I have a huge problem with prisons in our country because they yeah. basically are another form of, of slave labor. Mm -hmm. And what I like about Harris and what I've always respected is that she has always acknowledged the flaws. She doesn't act like it's a perfect system and she knows the system is set up to not help her people. Mm -hmm. But she's worked her way up to be able to be in a place where she can go back and help them. Yeah. And so while I don't love all the choices she had to make, mm -hmm. I, I understand that she had to make them. Like you can't, she's one person. She couldn't change the whole judicial system. Right. But if we can get rid of private prisons with her in office, it's a huge I'll take it because yeah. they are horrible. And mm -hmm. are the corporations that use them for, for labor, horrible. If we can have that stuff be readily accessible, I think, I think the fact that we are hiding behind in the last four years, we're hiding behind all of the controversy. I think mm -hmm. our president creates a lot of controversy to make us discouraged, to make us feel like we shouldn't vote, to make us feel like we, our voices aren't valid and that we can't do anything. I would rather have somebody up there that I'm like, I know that you can't change the world, but you, at least I'll know what's going on and mm -hmm. I won't be living in drama. Like I, mean, I feel like we're a reality TV show. Yeah, look at the, the sort of party line that's going on right now from the White House. It's these people are bad, these people are good. We're categorizing everyone as what, you know, what they've done, who they are, what they look like. And it's very black and white, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, when I, th I think about how I try to teach, treat, treat uh, how I try to treat my kids, I want to set them up for success. I don't want to set them up for failure. Mm -hmm. When you categorize somebody and you say you are bad and you are good, you are putting them on their path to, to stay that way. Yeah. So white boys are told that they're smart and they're great and they're wonderful. And they, you know, they have just limitless possibility. And we tell women, we tell black children, we tell anyone who isn't a white man, man that they have a harder road or that they're not very smart or that they're only good at these things, that they're, you know, they only have a shot at being a, a drug dealer or an athlete if they grow up in, in poverty. You know, it's just, why would you not change that tone? And I think that's what was so inspiring about Obama um, and the way he spoke to people. He was... He was like, everyone, ha in America, we should all just strive to be the best that we are. And you're not predisposed and, um, you're not predisposed to a certain path just because of where you come from. And I think that that's, 
it's a really bad message when you want people to just stay stuck in this pigeonhole that you have put out for them. Um, and when you want them to ignore reality, how our current leaders are saying we don't want funding for learning about racial inequality. Like we don't want you guys to in our government to learn about that. Like, yeah. I'm like, no, I want you to learn about it. Yeah, I, I think want you to know what you don't know. Like, yeah, like they're like, we don't want you to know more. Like that's not important. I'm like, that's pretty important. Yeah. It's pretty important. And he I just want people to vote also because I think the next four years are going to be so important. And how political systems work is they look at who voted. They look at the areas where there was high voter turnout and then those areas get attention. Yeah. So if we have more areas with high voter turnout, especially in lower economic areas, they'll have a voice. Mm -hmm. they, they don't want them to have a voice. So they're like, don't vote. That's why they make it hard. That's why they do voter suppression. That's why all these things are happening. Mm -hmm. But if you are able to vote, that vote is still counted. So whether it makes a difference in this election, it will make a difference in the next election because that's where they're gonna put their ad dollars. That's where they are gonna look at what those people's opinions are. Like, and I think that election is going to be, especially if, if our current president loses, that next election is going to be very pivotal to see if we go back in time again or we continue our forward movement. Because with Obama, we had eight years of greatness and yeah. then, people got comfortable mm -hmm. and other people were so uncomfortable with the black man they had to go to Hitler like yeah the pendulum swung big time swung big time and I'm like, all paying the price. I'll take a little bit of the middle road to yeah. to just feel safe and and love this country again catch our breath for a second maybe yes I just want to exhale yeah and I also think women do a damn good job in power yeah. they're great multitaskers like women countries where women lead are doing better right now i mean just think of all the areas where we're lacking empathy right now covid prisons i mean those are two that we've talked about that are just so overtly needing compassion you know you just need a totally different perspective than we have right now and and i just think that we're in a really dark place and it, it's easy to feel hopeless it's easy to mm -hmm. feel like there's no way to turn it around or that it's a really uphill battle um and we have to we have to yeah we have to change we have to change so i'm trying to be hopeful yesterday was a lot looking outside and feeling like i was on mars i was like if yeah, this is 2020 in a nutshell, yeah. that outside, it was so dark. I, yeah. I, we both grew up in the Bay Area. I've never experienced the amount of yeah. Like It's just gotten so much worse since we were children. Wildfires were never in my top three things I was worried about when we no. were in Pleasanton. So it's, it's pretty crazy that now that season is so long and it's so volatile um it's pretty scary um that those pictures just look like it's it's so bad <laughs> and so and scary. i say to both parties like just start listening to the indigenous people like we should do controlled burns like we should definitely look at the emissions that we're putting out like i know people don't like regulations but we need them 
And America needs to set the tone for other countries to follow along. Because obviously we are not the only ones that can change our earth. Mm-hmm. But we should, if we are leaders, yeah, we should vote for people that will create us to be the leader that we are supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and I want America to be a leader again and to show the world how to do this and how mm-hmm. to be great. I mean, like, just, so I really do want us to be great. We've never been great, but I would like us to be. We, yeah, and we did a lot of things with more honor in the past. We did a lot of things without it. Um, yeah. But right now I feel like we're really lacking that, um, that perception of having the moral compass that at some point, you know, other countries thought, okay, they're doing some things wrong, but they're also doing some things right. And I just don't feel like we have any credit anymore. And no. um, seeing the the fact that Trump has got this list of potential Supreme Court ju- uh, justices, you know, I mean, he's thinking about the next four years and how many justices may retire or leave. And um, it's it's pretty frightening to think that we could be in a position again with very few um, minority voices on the highest court because we've heard yeah. what old white men think for a very long time. And I'm getting yeah. pretty tired of a lot of the conversations. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of people in the last few years who say, I don't like Trump that much, but my one my one important thing is, is abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that certainly is going to be affected by new Supreme Court justices, whomever the, mm-hmm. the candidate or the, the president is that, that gets to put them in office. Um, it's, it's pretty scary to think that anti-choice movements will pick up more steam um, because it's, it, it's a complex thing to, to talk about because it's yeah. something that people feel really passionately about. And, um, I think that we've made it, we've really distilled pro-life, pro-choice into really clean little boxes again. And it's, it's far more layered and it's far more complex because when you have communities who are making those choices based on a lack of other choices, um, you really aren't working on an even playing field. If you have communities where you don't have sex education at, at reasonable ages, if you have lack of access to birth control you know it's it's complex it's not a a simple thing and i'm really tired honestly of um hearing what again old white men think about women's bodies because i think that you should have an opinion on on issues that don't directly concern you i think that's it's important that you put yourself in somebody else's shoes and you Mm -hmm. say okay i think this is right i think this is wrong i think this is I mean, it's, it, we're going to ha- we're going to make judgments, right? About communities yeah. that we, we're, we're not a part of. But if your voice as a man is so loud that you cannot hear the opinions of people who actually are in those shoes, then mm-hmm. we have a significant problem. If my voice as a white woman is drowning out the voices of black women, of indigenous women, mm-hmm. that's a problem. We all yeah. have to realize the communities within which we sit and recognize that maybe we need to be experts on those communities and let other people lead in places where they're directly impacted. I agree. And I think when voting and when realizing the the cost of this election, Mm -hmm. look at what those 
those laws and pro-choice, pro-life is, is a great example. Well, due to the lowest common denominator, like to the poorest community, if we took that away, what does that do for them? Does that help them or does that hurt them? Yeah. Take the judgment out of it and realize if you don't want people to have to turn to abortion because you don't believe in it or whatever, what else could you do for that community that right. those risks lessen? Yeah, let's that's work we've done in every other community. Yeah. yeah, so that they have to have the choice, but also realize they have higher instances of abuse and neglect and things that also cause. Like if, if you are abused and then you can't, and you have to have that baby, then think of the mental health aspects of that. Yeah, like and that's like a worst case scenario. But yeah. also just like, if you don't have a uterus, don't tell me what to do with mine. Mm -hmm. Like, like I, I have the same value as you. And by saying that I don't is diminishing me already. And then being black is diminishing me. And then like, you're basically forcing people to do things. Right. And, and as a person that lives in Tennessee, I can say I, I lived in LA, I lived in the Bay Area, I've lived in DC. It is very hard. It's legal to have an abortion in Tennessee, but to find a place to do it, yeah, that is hard. And I know this because of friends that I've had to help and I'm like, it's, it's, they make it very difficult, even though it's legal. Well, and, and they don't want it to what you said is so true that, and I would take it a step further that not only is your value the same as someone else, but in circumstances like abortion, I feel like a lot of people have the same values. We don't mm -hmm. want people to no. be getting abortions. We don't want people to be having that choice. But the sad reality is that there are going to be choices that are made because of other factors. And also, mm -hmm. it's just, at this point, it's, it's not that it's not an important issue. I know that that's the single issue for a lot of people. And it, it's, it's, val it's valid. It's very important. Mm -hmm. But Trump is not pro-life. No. And I say that not even about all of the obvious things that there are children in cages at the border that the, he yes. has disregarded human life with COVID um, and said that some people are just going to have to die as a necessary evil mm -hmm. and it is what it is but also out of the I think it's 53,000 tweets that he's ever had I think 13 are about abortion and most of them are not even about his position they're about yeah. other people's positions and he, whether he agrees or disagrees with them so you would think that if it was a really high priority, he'd probably have more than just a fraction of a percent to say about it. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So Agreed. If, that's, if that's your issue, then maybe on the local level, start voting for people who have your same positions and think about on the, on the big level, what else is going on that maybe you need to prioritize for the next four years? Yeah, there's a lot more. There's things that are a lot more dangerous that- That are just I, more frequent. And just that affect us more. And yeah. most of the people that are saying that are, are not even affected truly mm -hmm. on a day-to-day -day basis by that. But you will be affected by other things. Yeah. And if you want safety and all these, all these other factors, and you want your voice heard, I always say, if you're white, you're a woman, this country still was not made for you. So realize no. you have a choice to go against the grain. Yeah. This, this is not a country that is made for you. No. So, and, and you don't have to follow your husband. No. Like, 
not like we can break stereotypes and break roles you can have an opinion you can voice it like it's hard but i feel like we're, we're, like we're a feminist revolution coming with our racial revolution with all these things like just realize you are a woman and that is important and that is valuable and it is it is strong mm -hmm. yeah we're so both for what you want your daughter like if you have a daughter what would you want her life to be and realize it can be different than your life yeah and it can go on a much more drastic course. i don't want to live like in the 50s like i don't want to go back to like segregation and sundown towns and things so i vote to go the other way <laughs> and and this is a pivotal moment because we really are seeing that so many people do want what occurred and, and what it was like in the, the 40s, 50s, and mm -hmm. for the longest mm -hmm. time. I mean, people want to go back to that way of life. And I didn't realize until this president was in office how deep that insidious faction was. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's, it's taken root and it's spread and it's really significant. And so as, as women especially, I think we really have to recognize that voting against our interests um, the time for that is over. It yeah. really is the time that we're going to, to take a path, um, either to go backwards in time and really erase a lot of what progress we've made, or we're going to really put forward on a very difficult, but worthwhile adventure. Adventure. I like the word adventure. I like that. Uh, well, I want to, I want to wind down, but I want to thank you for joining me again. And, and we're going to do I feel like we're going to do a third one of these because I just want people to to realize the importance of voting and the election is less than two months away. And um, register. Register, register now. If you can get um, an absentee ballot, do it. If you feel comfortable going in person, do it. Like I'm going to post and I always and I have a little highlight on my thing that tells you state by state voting where you can go where and you can go to headcount.org. And it tells you everything. It's so easy. So easy. That part is. It really is. And also, if you have not participated yet in the census, you have until September 30th. So yes, they cut also down. super easy, super important. Um, just time to be good little civic students and yes. hold on till November 3rd. And um, yeah, stand up and be counted because they're happy not to count us. They are very happy not to. So definitely do the census. Do the census and then register to vote. That's right. It do takes the census like first because the census will help your community in far more ways. Indeed. And it lasts 10 years. So That's right. This is your you chance. To, yeah. You, you can't go back in time. Well, thanks, Em. I, I love you. And I appreciate that you're, you're sitting in your shower and just... I mean, I, I, like, this is a commitment. <laughs> this is commitment to the cause. <laughs> My child I, is set up with an iPad in her crib so that I can be in the shower for 20 minutes and have a I love it. <laughs> well, I, I do hope we do this again and we'll be in matching sweatshirts next time. Yes. Um, I'm super excited. I meant to show you earlier. I finally got my Michelle Obama Yay! sweatshirt. So Mine should be here tomorrow. It's like we missed it by a day. Oh, yes. yes. Next time but I'm wearing my Shirley Chisholm one. I mean, Catalyst for change. So pretty good. I'm like, I'm all about these sweatshirts. So <laughs> I'm going to wear that one next time. Excellent. Ah, awesome. right. I love you. I'll post this on my page if anybody came in late. And yeah, go give that daughter a hug for me. See you soon. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Jacques Talk and thank you, Emily, for being a guest. Make sure you register to vote. Go to headcount.org for all the information that you might need.